Welcome to the latest episode of the Middle East Anterone Podcast. I'm joined today usual, by usual Shane Miller and we'll have a superstar on today, <laughs> Mr. Connor Begley, who uh, finally built up the nerve to ask him on. Um, Connor, welcome. Hello, boys. Thanks for having me. Hi, Connor. <laughs> Problem. Uh, <laughs> Hi. You know what? Uh, Connor is a... Avid listener. Avid listener. <laughs> Aren't you, Connor? I thought I was coming on here to talk about cocaine and Bitcoin. <laughs> I was, I'm in their own podcast. That's Stevie Beatties. <laughs> Stevie Beatties. Um, no, we we'll usually save the Do you listen cocaine to his? for after. No. Oh, that's right. Oh, and I did. I listened to Jessica's Brad one. And, oh. uh, so, uh, right. We're going to play the intro here and then we get stuck into it. Scotland's going home. Are they getting beat? 3 1. Connor's a big football fan, aren't you, Connor? Large, so much so that I was looking at my phone there when you were talking about it. <laughs> Fun. Uh, so, Connor, welcome onto the podcast. I'm glad to be here. Just want to say that I can't believe it's taking you so long to ask me. <laughs> well, when you people like Fenty Daly coming on here, like. Uh, if you'd listen, you might have realised we tried to get you on, but. You're just agent was fucking saying <laughs> busy, hard, busy. Agent hard, Smith, <laughs> hard man to track down. Um, yeah, I know you have a friend who's a much better, but more famous podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so I seen him on Saturday. Did you? See, I didn't tell you that before, so I just keep that. You know, where did you see him? We were down in Newcastle. There was some. I think it was a, a leukemia like thing. That's right. He was doing a walk. And I was co- sleeve down her. I was coming out of the car park, and I seen him. I put him in, and Colin Geddes. <laughs> he probably looked at me going, "He fat punk, <laughs> dick." <laughs> I don't know why. I just hey, seen him went, Colin Geddes. People love when you do that. Do you know what? In saying that, now a lot of his fans think that I'm a comedian as well. And it's just um, the look you have. I, I, do you think so? This is something like that. Fat and bald, thanks. That's what <laughs> hey, See, I'm, you're not bad. I'm fat and bald, and I'm not a comedian, what's that about? You're just laughing no, stuff. You get people coming up, and for example, Sunday night at the limelight, this guy came up, and he, you would have loved him, Slipknot season ticket holder. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and he come up, and he's like, keep doing what you're doing, man, it's great. And I was like, what, drinking two pints of tenants and one? <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever told me that before. I sat down and my woman was looking at me going, you're a disgrace. I thought you were really going to go with the white lightning there. Big ballad to white lightning. <laughs> no, it was two pint pints. Oh, they're lethal. Two pint pints. Oh, they're class. Mm-hmm. Haven't stolen two of the cups. Uh, have you not? No. <laughs> uh, I think, as I hear, as, as a perfect example, walking into the house, she met my mother, and she went, oh, I know you from all the players. I think that's where you're most renowned, Connor. So we're going to talk about that for a wee bit. Okay, um, fair enough. If, if, if you want. Uh, so how did it all start? Well, I I actually didn't go on stage until, like, properly on stage until I was 19. I didn't do any theatre stuff in school. No drama? any music, no nothing in school at all. The, the first thing I did was play in the bands when uh. we were 16 plus. And I was just from... Um, the boys that I was in the band with, shout out Red Light Red. That's, a, that's an old school one for anyone <laughs> that common remembers. Rooms. Oh yeah, Common Room's fourth. Fuck Common Room's deadly. Common Room's they, they had another singer and he didn't show up to practice one day. And the boys were just messing around playing. I think they played Welcome to the Jungle or something. And I was like, I, I, was saying, I was friends with them all anyway. 
I got up and started singing, and they were like, "And did you know you could like you're a good singer?" Like, no, no, just at all. I knew I could hold a tune, but I was never told by anyone you're actually very good. Still, still haven't been told that by anyone. (laughs) That boss kind of harsh, like. One practice missed and fuck off. He was out the gap. You know? uh, he was happy enough. Sean had stage fright. So he did. Um, <laughs> but so that was that. Um, playing in the fort one night, one of the Falloons came up to me and said, my dad is putting on a production of Jesus Christ Superstar in the Yana Leisure Centre. You'd be perfect for it. It's rock vocals. That's what they need. And it's sort of, everything's just sort of ancient history from there. Who did you play? I was the understudy for Jesus and Judas. It was my first foot yeah. in through the door. They weren't going to let me in, no it, was, it was great for the first, first, for the first time. Yeah, and it was just sort of bittersweet because 10 years later, the body put Superstar on again when I got the lead as Judas mm. and ended up winning that award. That <laughs> what <laughs> award? I won an award. No way. <laughs> for anyone that's listening and doesn't know about that at all. Because <laughs> I haven't fucked up about it since. I'm it not going to lie. I've never seen you act. I've heard you sing. You're not bad. You're not bad. I'm alright. Um, nah, but I do. I want to go see a couple more players. Like I used to go see them, but players are. To be honest with you, growing up, like it was like the Latin team players, like complete fruit. Like I didn't drama GCSE. Passed it. Fruit. <laughs> complete fruit. <laughs> and, uh, Fuck up your balls, guys. <laughs> so it was like then. Both uh, <laughs> Black Water Time were doing like a. They were doing Annie, and they did somebody that. Play a wee Annie in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's Annie having a go. <laughs> Annie Nugent, this was we'd play Annie Nugent. And, uh, Come on, Slav. <laughs> so uh, I they just asked me to do it, and I just I fell in love with it. I'm, I'm not he's great, a, but I, I love just being part of it. Like you know yourself. The, crack. the experience above all else is great, and sometimes you can get. I did see you act once, I think, and we went to the Donut Moor after and drank. What do you call your girl? We had to leave her home the next day. Morty Kieran and Fenton was there, and uh, oh, I don't know. She's fucking some crack. You were alright. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know what that. Would I don't know what the play was, but Morty Kieran was in it. Maybe were you in a play with Morty Kieran? I've been in a couple of plays with Morty. I. Fuck. I'm talking about shade actors. Me and Goof. <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> me, me and Goof. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about ball fat man, dude. <laughs> I think Morty does listen. Um, one of the five. Uh, listen. Aye, so what's your been your what's been your favourite ever role? It's difficult to say because in bed, you're on a bed. You get through a range of emotions and and a, and a range of a sort of feelings depending on what show you're doing, what production you're doing. Um, in regards to say best crack, there's been nothing better than Rock of Ages in the Bardic Theatre, crack wise. Aye, for the, from cooking. from September to, from the rehearsals. Right through yeah. to the end of the show, like to the point where we call it "Block the Ages" because I never sobered. Do you not be completely hanging the next fucking show? Le? You still, as the adrenaline rushes the whole thing, you, um. you be dying out of your asshole. And as soon as you hear the maybe the opening notes and the audience change cheers, sorry, that's it all goes away. Yeah. Then you die after after, or else you're blocked by the end. <laughs> I see the Rock of Ages, and I think it was the Grand Opera House, and then. I think about a year later, you were doing it in the Bardock, like, and the standard, and the, I was the first way I ever seen the Bardock was mm-hmm. Rock of Ages, probably I think was the first time maybe I'd seen you act, I think, and I was just like, I couldn't believe it, like, and I was like, that is fucking mental, and, you know, because like, how do you go out party, and then sing all them songs the next day, like? It's <laughs> all the t- shows you do musicals? No. No? I'm trained in 
it's called straight acting. <laughs> so that's what I done. I went to. Um, You've been playing straight for years, haven't you? <laughs> playing straight for years. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> you played the role well, wasn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, I went. I went to uni and I done biomedical science for a year. So you're a smart sort of cunt. No, oh. I wasn't. Fit, wasn't oh fit. yeah, you went for a year. Yeah, I wasn't fit for it. <laughs> then I went to St Mary's and got kicked out. <laughs> For not going to class, but probably because it was a dirty grunger. I had long blonde hair and I was wearing like leather oh, jackets. I, I remember this. Remember that? Remember that hair? I looked like a Lego man. That looked, that's what my hair looked like. And uh, I remember going in for a meeting and the, the guy was all like, your, your main teacher doesn't even know who you are. And I went, There's everybody in this school knows who I am. I look like the most different. But I, So then I was like, why don't I just see if I can actually make a living out of doing something that I really love? And I did until uh, COVID came. So mm. uh, um, um, I think one play, play I wanted, and you've talked about this before, way way back. This is like last year. There was a load of us. Remember we done a Zoom podcasting, and you were on it, and you talked about doing. You done Stan, Stan Ar- Laurel, 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 yes, Hardy. And Laurel and Hardy, and uh, yeah, I mean you're talking about it. it was that was like, that was um, then in regards to the most rewarding uh, was definitely. Was definitely that playing Stan Lord. That was myself and Brian Middles, and then Cecilia McNulty. She's not just Cecilia Hannah now. Played the piano. It was just the two of us, and you know, if I wasn't speaking, Brian had to be saying something. And if Brian wasn't speaking, I had to be saying something. But we had no idea if it was going to be good or not mm. because you actually had to do stuff from Laurel and Hardy. So there were diehard Laurel and Hardy fans there going. These two better do this justice. Uh, and the, the night, the opening night, like we both, I, the nerves hit me. I sort of vomiting in the toilet. Mad. Brian was being sick in the shower then beside us. <laughs> oh, and the two of us were just like, what if, the, what if this is fucking What have we desperate? done? Desperate. Like, obviously, Melzi had done plenty of shows, but had you done plenty of shows before this? Previous to that, yes. And, and did you still get that nervous? That's mad. Yeah, I think I still. But it's probably a lot harder. It's only like three years her playing piano yeah. and two, isn't it? I, I was told that um, someone said it. To, I think it was Noel Comic, another a, a actor. Noel had done sort of stuff off Broadway and things like that. And I remember him saying to me years ago, "If you kn- if if it gets to the point where you're walking out on stage before you first time doing it and you're not nervous, give up because you've lost your sort of love and passion for it." And mm. that's totally true. Everything that I do, even like a wee small gig, even in Tommy's there. You get the wee flutters. Fuck, right. Uh, on, this could be good. This could be shite. You, know, uh, you, you just want to, want to impress, uh, and that's it. My uh, GCSE drama was Pygmalion. Yes, my fair lady, Eliza, Eliza Doolittle. Yeah, I've never tell. Never heard of it. No, it's actually pretty good. Very good show. I never, never heard of I'm gonna go do a bit when it opens up again. I want to do a wee bit. A wee dip my toe in a wee bit. Well, that's the thing. You want to encourage people to even go and see more plays, even if it's the name of it sounds shite. At least you can form your own opinion or something. Mm. Go and see something mm. and go, that wasn't for me, but don't let it put you off going to the theatre. That's what I always say. Me and my woman would like to go up there. We've went up a few times to the Grand Opera House. It's a good old day out there. don't know something. See, even like the local productions, like the Crack Theatre and the Bardock, like, yeah. you do just as good. Well, not as good. Obviously, there's bigger money invested and all, but. Some of them shows are unbelievable, like, and but you nearly enjoy it more because you know the act, you know, you know the actors yeah. you're rooting for, you know, you're absolutely. But, better, like. but you would wonder, you know, what could those local companies do with big money, unbelievable money, and great funding? 
Mm. Skal jeg ikke lade det? Jeg rock Raiders in the bar. Det like, <coughs> like, blev mig i mængden. Jeg har never seen en amateur show. Like, football clubs have done amateur shows. And they were, the, the standard now was good, but then you go into that and you just seen like, the live band and it was just the set and all. It was just like, and actors, every actor suited every single role. Like, it was just fucking We unreal, like. in the play in Blackwater done with Ryan Kelly and all. And he actually nearly hung himself? No, I wasn't in that one. No. That's Jesus Christ Superstar. That was Superstar yeah. as well. I, I hate that show. No, I thought now, it was quite good. I, I it's okay, it is controversial, but because Judas is, and then in regards to all of theatre, my favourite role of all time. It's the first musical I ever went to see. It's the, my aunt was in it in 1988, um, playing Mary Magdalene. And um, I just loved the part of Judas because yeah. it was it's just, and it was like, this voice of rock and roll uh-huh. the whole time and you're going this is fucking badass that part and I that's why I, whenever I got to do that part I give my everything and I remember someone came up to me afterwards and was like what's the first time I've seen that show and I've seen it hundreds of times where I at the end of it was a fan of Judas and was like the disciples should have followed him <laughs> in that fake story sorry for any Christians out there what do you mean fake I'm not, not get into that today. We're in the presence of a Muslim. Do you mean to educate this in Islam? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just call my ma down here. She'll tell us. I said you're uh, just gonna uh, take an L bomb out there. No, shit. A bomb? <laughs> a bomb? Like it's Joe Rogan. Um, and would you rather do like a serious? Uh, would you rather do like a musical or a play? And if it's a play, would you rather do like a serious one or funny, like a comedy? It totally depends. Depends. You've no totally like depends. preference no at all. I love doing the comedy roles. Aye. I'm good at them, but you, you get into your comfort zone then. Aye. Then you have the likes of, <coughs> sorry, the Cripple of Inish Man there, where it's... That was awesome. But that uh, fully mentally affected me. Like, Did it? Yeah, because you have to get into that point where you have to feel the same. Well, that's coming from doing the stuff in school and all. You have to feel the way that character's feeling yeah, yeah, to yeah. make it the performance good. Make it believable. And I was going out to the bars and stuff after and just being just completely emotionally drained uh-huh. from the whole entire thing and to the point where I was like I started doing like headspace after <laughs> yeah, performances yeah. and that was sort of taking me out of the funk and all but you're bringing emotion somewhere you know um, from from places that you maybe shouldn't be locking that are locked away and you shouldn't be opening up yeah, yeah. don't they say like that Joker role and Batman's really fucked so many people up yeah. there like yeah. they try to tap into so much and that um but even the writing's good. Uh, you're, you're talking about that cripple of Inish cripple Man. of an Inishman. Uh, oh, what did you call? It? What do you call him? He was like the hobo kind of character. Johnny Patine, maybe Jim McKeown. He was fantastic. Yeah. He was. I, his, 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 his voice suited the role real well. But I remember my woman not to be in. She goes, <laughs> she goes, it's Connor Begley's foot right now. I was like, I think. He <laughs> goes, I think God's for the show. He's like, no, because every time you moved, <laughs> your foot was. Twisted in. Twisted in. Fuck twisted in and all. And, and like to that. have, he was like. Nobody can say that. But. And he was like, I used to keep saying to me when I was like, oh, I, he was like, I don't think he has a club foot there. It's just going. <laughs> the, <laughs> the character, the character in the play has like a mild cerebral palsy. Mm. And then it's set in 1960s on the Iron Island. And it's just a case of, okay, this club's got a wee bit of a, a limp leg and a bad arm. He would nickname Cripple Billy. So uh, like here, that was like uh, nicknames. What did they say? Sniper's Nightmare, the, the <laughs> friend that had the, like, <laughs> the bad hobble. <laughs> you know, but things I, like that. Uh, but I, I just, I, one that always stuck me, I was like, how does he keep concentration to like 
keep doing that, keep not, doing that and not, not let like it slip. Slip out, yeah. of, out of character. That's obviously why you get lead roles and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're passionate about what you do. That's what it is. I, I like it's it's it's. Ever since I done that one big water, I just fell in love with it. If you know what I mean, it, you, you just fall in love with it, and it's a crack, it's a bond you have. Like the crack's the best part of it. Uh, and Does Annie like taxi back? Annie, bundles. I I played the role of bundles in Annie, so it's it's, it's maybe basket that just escapes. So I'm key to the whole play. Like I said, everybody without me, that play it doesn't exist. I've never actually seen Annie. Annie's very good. Music and it's good. Like I like the music in it. Just think of Jay Z. Jesse's not enough. Think of Jimmy Fox in the new one. Nobody knows this. Right. Ah, yeah, yeah. Hard, hard knock life. Yeah. Uh, Blood Brothers, probably my favorite show you've done. You've done Blood Brothers. I've done, done Blood Brothers. Yeah, it was fantastic. Um, Blood Brothers. Hmm? Third as Mickey, as Eddie, and as the narrator. <laughs> See, I was we done the play version in the yeah. prairie, and uh, we didn't we didn't get the rights to music. Whatever. That's God. right. You're the narrator. I was the narrator. Now. I had two weeks to learn that. I wasn't bad for two weeks. Like. I wasn't bad for two weeks. I wasn't bad for two weeks. I had two. I'd not would know. I had two weeks to learn that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna one up. Yeah, it's gonna be a constant one up session. I had <laughs> ten days to learn the narrator part in Blood Upon the Rose. <laughs> Did I see you? No, you weren't narrator with him. No, Shawnee. Shawnee Gandhi was. was. It's. I. It is a long play. Great play. It was like a. Do you know what? It was one of the best experiences then because you. This the whole sort of. You have ten days to learn every line that the narrator has here. All the songs that. I had never seen the play before. I'd never seen it. Why did you not even know? Um, and to go out into the opera house with twelve hundred people singing along with Grace at the end, uh, and like I was like, "Oh my day!" <laughs> see Tri colours all around the, the opera house. I was like, "I'm gonna get shot here on the way out." <laughs> Do you see you seen on stage, or is you yeah. like just at the side? On on and off. Uh, on these on are sort of like interacting. Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it is. It's good old crack. I, you know, mm. I actually don't mind not being the lead because it takes me a bit, a bit of pressure off. But you still, obviously, when you're you're on stage, you want to be the best you can be and blah mm. blah. But uh, Jesus, when we done Blood Brothers, it's one of the worst things that's ever happened to me on stage before. Hey, <laughs> so <laughs> I, well, do you know what? In hindsight, it's not too bad. But at the time, it was fucking. It was excruciating to do the rest of the play. Then. Um, first scene out, not that bad. <laughs> first scene out, um, narrator's doing his thing, and it's just before Mickey comes out to do his poem. Mm-hmm. Narrator's off stage, and at the time when we were doing the play, um, we had head mics on, and who the whoever was doing sound forgot to mute my mic. <laughs> <laughs> so Mickey's doing his poem, whatever. I'm sort of farting about backstage, doing nothing. Went. For a wee dander to the dressing room, Colin McGuckin and Claire Quinn were in the dressing room, and I went to the car. There's two fucking deadly looking things <laughs> sitting in the front row, two blonde yaks, and talking away about them. I don't know, I, I just remember starting that off, and I can't remember where the conversation went from there. And this woman come bursting in through the door, and she was all like, Your fucking mic's on. And I went, <laughs> Fuck me! <laughs> I, but I was all like, "This is nothing to do with me. Somebody else is supposed to turn uh, that off. That's meant to be turned off." Uh, so, of course, then I every time I had to go back out onto the stage, these two girls put their hands <laughs> over their heads, and the ones that were with them were laughing at them and all. And I was just fucking pink. Did anything <laughs> come from that? No, it did not. Oh. 
<laughs> no fucking way did it come like that. <laughs> if you're um, listening, Mrs. Begley. <laughs> any, That's my ma. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, any other abortion stories? Or funny stories even? Or whatever? I am. Um, You've been on and like, Obviously, it's probably happened. People forgetting their lines, like, but did it just like sort of throw everyone? Never, never, never no, happened, mate. No, never. but there has been one now, and it, it won't sound funny at all to anyone because they'll never have seen the play. But I was doing the Mac Panto, incredible book, Eden Boy, uh, as one of the students in it. So we were just ensemble. There was one girl who was sick, couldn't do it, so they had to get a stand-in girl. Who? Um, <laughs> so the line was, was, it was like a wee musical, and. Um, Hasn't done his homework. What a surprise! Da 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 da. Whatever it might have been. So, but we were doing that in sequence. So I just stood up and went, "Hasn't done his homework." And someone else went, "What a surprise!" But previous to that, there the line was, "Henry killed his fish, miss." And I stood up and goes, "Henry killed his fish, miss." And the other girl stood up and this really stupid voice went, "What a surprise!" <laughs> And the whole thing just sort of stopped because the, 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 the girls that were meant to continue on uh, with the next lines couldn't stop laughing. And the teacher then, the woman that was playing the teacher, like slabbers falling from her mouth while she was trying to do it. And then, you know, of course it went over and over again. And we were off the stage and I thought I was going to be sick because I couldn't stop laughing. And then every time I went back on stage, I just fucking started laughing my head off. And this is my first professional show, professional company, Cahoots and I. The fucking assistant director, the way things work, the director comes in for the couple of weeks, the months or whatever you're doing the show, then fucks off, mm. doesn't go back to like the last night, and the AD takes over, and he comes down and he ate the fucking bag off us, so he did. <laughs> oh. You just sounded like, you know, did you ever see that fucking boy he does the Belfast girls? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. he did that voice. He tried to jump into the back of our van one night in the Devonish when we were getting changed. The dirty bastard. No way. Is he looking a bit? Uh-huh. <laughs> you not giving him any? We were getting changed for some reason. We were playing the Devonish and we had a, we were putting on suits. I don't know. We must have braid braids and grooms. Oh, is your the, the ding 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 the band? The band yeah. yeah. And he tried to jump into the fucking back of the van when we were out the back getting rechanged and learn all my clothes again. Mom let me in while using. These are all wee raids and all. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Hey, but he wasn't even dressed up. Raids. <laughs> I can just imagine him saying that too. Uh, what, what happened? <laughs> no, Frankie. What, what I kicked Frankie out. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not me raids. That was funny. Uh, so the singing, you're a singer as well, aren't you? Oh, I tried to be. I haven't been in fucking nearly two years here. What is the crack? Have you any inside info? I've. Everyone is as um, frustrated and left in the dark as each other. And that's, mm. that is really all it bows down to. The biggest thing that you can do at the minute is we, we can play garden parties. Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed live music in um, a venue that sells alcohol or anything like that. So, for example, you could have a party at the back here. Yeah. If you're under the amount of people that are at said party Compassly. and music playing there's fuck all anyone can do about it uh-huh. um, because you could just say um, sorry <coughs> they're not getting paid yeah they're, uh, they're just they're, they're, not, they're just here we they're, just have they're, a guitar they're, here these are friends they're here they're part of the party they're part of this group of 15 so yeah I see uh, the only thing about that is then you go to the garden party you say you start at 7 o'clock it's fucking just disastrous to try and get away from mm. uh, stay on you'll play one more you'll do this you'll do that and you know what I mean? Yeah, 
can only yeah. do so. In your real job, like you wouldn't turn around and if you're the one saying that, and if your boss turned around and said, "You'll stay here for not two hours for nothing," uh, <laughs> you'd be like, uh, "I fuck off." Uh, of course, would well, I. we had a uh, Peter McCurney down there a few weeks ago, and he started eight. He's meant to go to ten. He played near the eleven, like, but I threw him extra then too, like. That was he's very good, like, mid the night. You you normally say so, <coughs> right? We'll start at eight, and we'll play till. We'll say we'll play the 10, half 10, but we will play at 11. You play that extra because you're not going full pelt, full pelt, oh, yeah, like yeah. you would be with the wedding or anything. We, me and Frankie and me, when we, do, we take our time, we gauge the room, what is it? Does it chill out sexy vibes or is it, or they block them when we want to party here? Yeah. <laughs> so you take your time, you play a song. What do we do next? Get everything ready to go. Then we go. So you're not fucking, you know, you do get your two and a half hours yeah. really and truly and it's not sore on the throat. So when they get hard or whatever, right. so he had some fellow him. I can't remember his fucking name. Good, good Tula. Neil, somebody is it Neil? I don't know. Big, big lump of a lad. Aye, Neil, Neil McKeague. I think yeah, we Neil, fed them pizza and beers, but Peter <laughs> was not drinking, so I'd have sang myself for pizza and beer. Fucking Joe, I've done. I've sang for less. Can <laughs> 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 you know? What songs are your? What are your favorite songs to sing? Uh, I'll tell you what, I don't like singing. Uh, I don't stop believing. Fucking hell. <laughs> I fucking hate that song. I sang it once in the fucking Bardic show before Rock of Ages. Bardic done Broadway to Bardic. And I sang that song. And then that just I was like, well, that's kind of a regular song now. It's like Daily and Rolling Stones. Yeah. Dun, but that dun. was, and it just gets fucking. Is there any type of genre music you don't like? Like country music? Do you don't really sing country music? Do you? you don't really sing country music, do you? One of the worst weddings we ever <laughs> fucking done. We turned up. Castle Bellingham or Bellingham Castle or whatever it was and the bride turned up and he's like, that's us, we're here, we're setting up. Oh, jeez, hey, that's great. <laughs> you will only play country for the rest of the night, hey, won't you? And I went, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I said, we are fucking not a country band. You, you'll you get max 15, 20 minutes and that is the worst wedding I've ever played. Mm, I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I used to do a bit of DJ when I was younger. And, uh, Upside down DJ. Up myself. And, uh, DJ Khaled. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. At, hey, um, DJ that actually enough. happened to me in uh, Belfast. Somebody, I was walking, me and my own were walking, somebody goes, he looks like DJ Khaled. <laughs> and, and I laughed, and he goes, uh, goes uh, he's a fat wank too. <laughs> what do you do? Like, what a fucking slip. Fuck, excuse Go on. She just turned and goes, another one. Another <laughs> she just one. walked on to me and was like, I've been uh, like, oh, not another one. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but I'd done a 40th wedding anniversary in Ochnaclay, and uh, very, very hard. Like, and I had loads of music with me, like, and no matter what I played, wasn't good enough at all. No one wants to hear Punjabi MC on repeat. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think what what I think what uh, I used to have a at a Tyrone air freshener on my car, and I think that's what sort of put them off at the very start. <laughs> but I had to play for like four hours, and after two hours, man, die. You can just go like. Did you get full pay? Yeah. Nice. Oh, Win bad, but there were forty. It was like the youngest person there was probably me. Like. They're all like forty and above. Mm. Fucking, you're already forty. So <laughs> complete. Uh, At least look at them. This was, I will have, what age was then? I was eighteen. No, I probably I am. I look exactly the same. As I was eighteen. <laughs> do now, like, I uh, can't like. Mm. What's that? Any real bad experiences when you've been singing? Do you know I, wagon wheel? Do you know wagon wheel? I mean, there's been a couple of things. You know, you can get ropey. I remember one night, I was, I was, and I put my hands up. I was fucking blocked, and the gig was stopped. Uh, an hour in, like, 
Bij hem. Hij zal niet zeggen de venue. Oké. Dat is dat, maar dat is goed. Hij manager stapt het. Oh, dat ik hem afsteed. Was het? Maar de bag gepakt en apologies voor het. Profusely. Was it that bad? Oh, yeah, you, it was fucking black. I had eaten the hand all day. Um, <laughs> I had eaten the hand all day and wasn't driving, so it was like, oh, wearing a couple of wee jammies in them, just to sort of throw uh, it. And uh, I was, was embarrassing there. I had to hold my hands up and beg apology. I take it you don't drink before the kicks now, do you? No, or fuck no. Would you have one or two, you know? I'll have a jamison to sort of... A wedding is completely off the cards alcohol. Like. Yeah. Except for Daly's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but sure. But uh, it was alright because uh, Fendi was that black. They couldn't fucking remember it. Fendi was sleeping. <laughs> Fendi was sleeping before he even came on. Um, but he said that at the start. He was all like, y- enjoy your day. He goes, as long as you're, go- as you're good for the first three songs. <laughs> they're all good, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I, I looked after myself there. But weddings are no good. The money you're a bride and groom's paying for a wedding, then uh, you mm. can't be fucking unprofessional. You wouldn't turn, I kept, and I was like, can't turn up my own job block. Aye, uh, you wouldn't. Kicked out of school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we didn't book you, sorry. Wanker. <laughs> no, my woman was sat on hype. Was she? Yeah. Oh, was there a two-piece? I don't have a fucking clue. Um, who are hype? I don't even know who they are. Hype or Slevins. Are they good? In, in Cookstown. Paddy Slevin that plays the piano. Are they good? Good enough then. But sure, we don't know what's happening. We might even get married next year. Oh, this year or something? This year. This year, December. right. When he's booked? December. Should be alright, I hope But so sure, they're talking leave. about fucking... Don't even, I don't hear it. So, she was at a wedding, getting her dress sorted. And these nurses were in fucking previously and told her that they're preparing for a lockdown in October. So... I can't do it. I just physically can't. Aye. First one, yes. Second one. No, first one, no. I was living alone. First one was brilliant. Uh, I loved I, it. I was, I was about to say, you, you done Annie, right? So you had the high of doing Annie, you were Rooster? I was Rooster and Annie. The show finished on the Saturday. We went out on the Sunday and on the Wednesday in the lockdown. Whole England the yeah. lockdown. And uh, that was it. How did you? How, how tough was that not being able to perform? Like? It or wasn't so much that. It was li- being alone. The whole time, Sarah working in a pharmacy was like I. I am potentially at very high risk of catching this here. Uh, it wasn't until maybe I know we'd only started seeing each other yeah. properly at that time, and it was only really um, when she was like, "Look, fuck it, you live alone, I live alone. We'll give it I come down, and yeah. then every two weeks we can swap it about uh, just to make sure everything's all right." But I was fucking, I'd have a wee word with myself, like, mm. for the most menial tasks ever. I was like, oh, I cut the grass today at two o'clock. I'm going to get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was when I gave myself a Tommy hangover at the house. No way. On oh, my own. Boy. And that was when I had to just uh, talk to myself That's and be like, it. this needs to fucking stop. I stop. had a child teething through the first lockdown. Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong, it was brilliant getting that time, but... Fuck, it was hard. Uh, hard, hard, hard. I, I, I actually cruised through it, <laughs> to be honest. I Your Maddie's only sort of what? She was just, she was just born. Like, she was only like a week old. Remember, right. first, oh, you, first you got, in the lockdown. Like. You, got, you got the handy enough. Like. Uh, and then I was furloughed for three months. Like, so it was great. Like. I was furloughed for four weeks. But I, I did I, I did feel for a bite, like half that were on their own like or whatever. Like, I felt sorry for, for like, like young, young lads. I couldn't go and get blocked. Like, cause remember, I was 17, like, you couldn't have kept me in, you couldn't have kept mm. me in the house. Like. I think after a couple of weeks, you wouldn't have kept me in the house at 17 or 18. No, no way. But sure, you would have, where would you want? But a kid, the young ones are having fucking house bodies flooded. That's true enough. Aye. And fair fucks tell them. Aye. They're the ones ruining the country. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, see at the start, I was all like, right, I was like, fuck, no, COVID, 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 fuck, I need it. 
And after the second lottery, I was just like, fuck it, like. Nah. Give a shit, like. You know, the third, the, the worst one I found was after Christmas because yes. January is always a brutal month anyway. And there's nothing you could do. And it was just fucking cat. No, that was the one I was like, that's it, no more lockdowns. I'm not dealing with that one. Like. But from, mm. a, from a fucking performance point of view, as a singer, uh-huh. all singers or anyone that sings in a, a wedding band or has sang in a wedding band that was busy will all be in the same boat. Voices are fucked. Just lack of, lack of singing? You... Look at your vocal cords like a muscle. Aye. You go to the gym and you work out four days a week. Mm. Your muscles are going to get big. They're going to get strong. They're going to know what to do. You haven't been to the gym. They say you go two years without going to the gym and you go back to try and lift Fuck. heavy weights that yeah. you were used to. You're not going to be able to do it. That's mad. We practiced mm. the other night and um, tried to do a full run to our set of the wedding and I had to stop about an hour and 15 minutes Fuck, in. And scary. I was like, I'm fucked. I, just, I know that this is going to... Racket Racket And then I went out that night And Sunday was just like oh, Fuck me boy So how long will it take you to train that back up again? I'm going to have to Well Luckily the way we're looking at it now is We're booking weddings in So there's just maybe one a week mm. Does us well We're out on our own now We are taking in 100% profit From have to pay the middleman No agency to be paid No oh, management None of that So if we get one wedding a week Two weddings a month Still more than what we would be getting if we were playing four weddings a month. Many is in the span. There's five of us. Five and four of us have invested into the band, and we're probably one of the cheaper five pieces about for who you're getting. Yeah. What's your name? We're deja vu now. Deja vu now. And for the simple fact, it was look, we had a bit of a fallout with management. Yeah. Left, um, and we were the third wheel, and then. When we went to start up was the third wheel again. We were playing in Tamneys and the management phone boys on was like, them boys aren't allowed to perform under that name. And <laughs> we realised they copyrighted it on us. Oh, bastards. And are they hmm. that bad? Like, were they just taking too much money off you? Or what? <clears throat> I don't know exactly the correct amount of number, but um, I had to start handling money for a while. And when friends were then booking... I was going, hang on, how much are you in charge for this here? And when we were seeing they were taking 800, 900 pound between them. <laughs> and we were had to split the rest between five oh, of us. Oh, fuck mm. that. You know, uh, that's he's when... A, he's a big enough name now that you just don't really need. Well, I suppose they're happy to get gigs too, because I know... They did, but we were fucking all over the country. Galway and stuff like that. Fucking for young, it's a young man's game. Aye. Uh, I'm fucking 32 now, do you know what I mean? I, I'm, I, I'm starting to feel it. I will, can't do yeah. the late nights. We all work full-time jobs. Uh, I will, if, it's a, if you're that full-time doing that, wouldn't be too bad. Like. If that was your only means of yeah. of income, you're going to want to do the gigs wherever you can do them. But uh, it's antisocial, it's not great. When all your best friends are 9-to-5ers Monday to Friday... Um, and they're all going out Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday mm. night, and that's your working week. Ah, you're f- you know what I mean. You're sitting on Monday mm. in Hamleys, fucking. <laughs> you're sitting. At, no, there's nothing wrong with that, but you're Aye. fucking firing a night's wages away. Aye. because you have f- fresh cash in your pocket. Who's looking to drink? Who's here the night? There's a few other people in here. Aye. and then you know, we come See, home know fucking forty pound. Friend of mine, he he he, he was with an, an agency, and they took fifteen percent. So whatever he charged, they took fifteen percent. Like. Which That's you, the norm. Which when you take your fuel, look when you pay for your fuel and all, like it's, it didn't leave him, it didn't leave him with much. Like as a Holland too. Like don't so anymore, your gigs in Europe and Galway and all, would you stay over? Yes, uh, and they put us, they would have put us up for that. Oh, well, uh, uh, the most decent thing, but I mean that was one one so of the three and a half. We played a gig. In, we, hey, we played a gig in Galway. 
We played a gig in Newcastle and we had to leave the gig in Newcastle and drive the Galway because we were doing the drinks reception at Jesus. the wedding. Are you doing uh, Frank's wedding? I am. We are playing Frank's right. wedding. Right. I'm also officiating Neiman oh. Frank's wedding. Oh, so no way. Yeah. That's um, class. Frank's a good skin. Uh, so they asked me to. to do that. Um, There's uh, two weddings, David. Uh, uh, Lucy and Union's get married in three weeks. Very good. Um, four weeks. Four weeks, sorry. And uh, then even Frank's the end of August. So they are. Um, so they've asked that. I think the main thing for them is they want to get Frank's family over uh, before anything happens yeah. again and they yeah. can't come over from Holland. But uh, yeah, they've asked me to do that. Um, obviously, it's not an official oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. thing because they're going to get a registrar to do yeah. um, you're definitely going to write your own wee oh I was like maybe do know that this wedding is not about me <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is now my wedding this is the baby show <laughs> this is not yours I'm thinking of costume changes everything <laughs> so you and Eve are like best you're me best, and Eve would be best best I would be best uh, the McGra- me and the McGrath yours just in general where, you know Jody McGrath calls me the son he never wanted <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I was always there pre-lockdown um, but we grew up together we've been friends from primary school, so no, uh, no. yeah, mm. you done a bit of work for the BBC, didn't you? It's one time in your life, didn't you? you I BBC. did a bit of work for BBC thanks to Colin, Colin Geddes. Um, I done oh, a few cases, late license, a few advertisements. No, oh, maybe I did. No, Why did that ever stop? It's just it, they didn't. It, they, they done a, the thing about not. I'm not going to get a fucking job for them again. The thing about working for the BBC is. You have to go through so many middlemen then that will tell you what's funny and what's not funny, and then someone else will say, "Well, this isn't funny and this isn't." Until Fire. some cunt down the line who has no sense of humor at all goes, "This is the best we're gonna get here." I so own the, the BBC. The funniest stuff never sees the light of day because oh, it has God. to go through all the shit. So that's why that late license, and then you know the the big hitters as I call them in Belfast, your Colin, your Shane, your Mickey, when they went back in to do season two. They sat down with the production and they were like, if we're doing this, you're letting us do our stuff. Aye. And they're like, well, we can't let that happen. So they weren't in mm. season two, which well, is fair enough. And aye. now they're doing better doing their own <coughs> stuff. Aye, if you, you you have to have complete control and complete aye. freedom over your own, I suppose, art yeah. to make it the best that it's going to be. And uh, did you enjoy TV work? Like, like no. would you? No? Hated it. Hated it. TV work, hate film work, hate all of that shit. It's just not the same. It's no buzz. It's not there's no buzz. It's you know, um we've done this film one time and you're in front of a green screen and it's like, right, let's do that again from uh-huh. a different angle and they were pouring rain. So to make and I was like you're going, right, I've been standing here on this fucking hose on top of me for an hour and a half in an old barn outside Newcastle <laughs> and I'm fucking freezing and I was like, Listen, I ain't get I'm gigging at half seven. I need to be out of here. Come on. <laughs> Did it pay I mean? well? No, it didn't. No, no, it's not worth it. You, unless you're fucking big up, big up in it, you ain't making big bucks at all. Like CB Noel. Not up that there, but even in a show, a TV uh, show, unless you're a name person or anything like that, if you're coming on to do a wee bit, mm. you're so, getting fuck all. So TV is not an uh, not an ambition of yours, like not for me, no. no, no, not for me. It's not the same when you pl- when you do a production, when you do a play or a film. There's a different audience every night. You sort of can see the interaction. Yeah, and all you too. can feel the vibe, and uh, no two nights are exactly the same, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, and the, uh, from a real fucking 
ego test like there's nothing that gives you a route more than walking out on streets <laughs> and if like 250 people standing, standing up and clapping Aye. for you yeah, yeah it's understandable actually so yeah. even like gigging and Tommy's not like <laughs> one's going mental like that's it must be a good yeah. buzz too like there is a good buzz off that see you know towards the end of the night Aye. ones you know but but I see there's people uh, busking and doing like quotation things here busking outside Tommy's there well, they were playing music on the balcony of a privately owned home that overlooks, just so happens to overlook the bar next door, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. the same as a garden party. To say a busker was sitting directly outside Tommy's. <laughs> but also on privately owned property. Not so slow. Not so slow at all. Mm. I mean, bar gigs are good, but they're also fucking horrific. Mm. Like, the drunk people. Like, sometimes I'm like, I'm never drinking again if I'm getting on like that. I don't know, do you? Like, uh, do you know what I mean? It's hard to whack fucking Tommy's load of pints and like a Jager bombs. Uh, <laughs> is it probably <laughs> easier to play now, Tommy's, than yes. it was where you're sitting in that wee fucking corner and everyone bouncing top of you? And it would just be nice to do a gig anywhere at all, but uh, the I fact know. that no one's allowed to get up and fucking rack about. I mean, I've seen there is nothing stronger than a fucking drunk white woman. <laughs> 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 and do you know what I mean? Uh, I have seen these women fucking eat mouthfuls of concrete and then go to Jeff's <laughs> after do you know what I mean it's standing up on fucking I, was, I don't know what happens and lads are bad but once you tell a fella you need to fucking stop doing that Jesus Christ sorry 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 girls mm-hmm. just are relentless you could be like uh, this stuff is expensive <laughs> we're not you know what I mean we didn't fucking uh, buy this yeah, and then oh, for a fucking twenty pound, and we'll just set this up for the night. And you're jumping on top and howling on and swinging off stuff, and then falling, smashing your teeth, and then be like it's fucking fine. Order me a Jim Bramble. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you're bleeding out of your mouth. Alright, more. <laughs> and it is, it is fucking. Mm. You know, do you ever get groped? Yeah, Charlingford was the worst for us. <laughs> See, I'm re- I, I thought that have been a deadly, deadly, deadly day. Like. It was great crack. Uh, I, now, I, uh, I used to get blocked at those gigs, so I did, no, because I, it was just the atmosphere mm. of it. But it didn't hit me until afterwards. Yeah, so yeah, I'd have yeah. been fine the whole way through the gig, a couple of drinks, <laughs> wearing a few Jameson into me, and then you're you're great, you're great, you're great, and then it's time to go home, and I was like, fucking they, they look pretty good, like, on but Facebook. here's the thing. At Carlingford, you have hand parties. Uh-huh. Second day hand parties on the Sunday. Oh, boy. And when you've got fucking drunk aunties, drunk, you know, there was a lot of... What I did, eh? There was a lot of units, put it that way. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And not the type of girls you'd be happy enough groping around you. But I've always, always said it. I don't know why bouncers don't never stop it. Because if that was the third week, or sorry, if that was deja vu with a female singer, which was previous, you know, six years ago, they had a mm. female singer, then they took over. And there was a load of men groping around her. Oh. I'll drunk men. Out the fu- you'd be kicked out, you'd fuck bit out of you, you'd this, but somehow it's fine for me, <laughs> you know, to <laughs> get my D&B's fucking grub. <laughs> it must be deadly off-putting because you're trying to sing and then everybody's trying to rip. Yeah, and then all the fucking hotties are looking at Dara Sherry, so i fucking... <laughs> do you know what I mean? If, Sher- if Dara Sherry was fucking four inches taller, why he would just cleaning up? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, <laughs> If he was just four inches... <laughs> but he's two. But a uh, so that's the sort of what you have mm. to compete with when you're in, also in a band. Middle everyone's like, oh, the lead singer is the best. But when you're competing with beautiful men that are also in the band too. Previous, I don't know if you want to listen to this. Or not. 
But this is a question I want to <laughs> You know where it's going though, Turn off Sarah um, Before your woman What was the Riding luck Did you get much <laughs> um, I won't listen to this too <laughs> From Gigging It was okay From Theatre It was Unbelievable <laughs> I've always said You know If You know Your boys I don't I don't just I'm just to- not that I'm against football. I just don't get it. Mm. I don't get how grown men are so obsessed about fucking teams that have nothing to do with them. It's, it's boring. It's whatever. And I would write the boys on Twitter and stuff. Fucking wise up, try your eyes <laughs> and stuff like this. And I, as a fella said to me one time, he was all like, um, <clears throat> "Well, you're a fucking old theatre faggot anyway. So <laughs> why don't you do this?" And I goes, "Whenever you." have got as much riding from fucking complaining about football <laughs> that I have got from fucking being on stage. Come back and tell me. Uh, firmly. Mm. <laughs> oh, well. But I'm actually really lovely, so please don't. <laughs> don't no, do I've discussed with my partner now that I was quite promiscuous. Very so you're young and single? Listen, it's, the, the, it's called leading man syndrome hmm. that girls get. You could be fucking... If, like The talent is there... You have an audience of 250 yeah. odd people fucking going You're, to get one you're going like this here Something happens where they're like <coughs> He's fucking great uh, And you know what I mean I'm just an average An average kind of guy <laughs> little, little, little tubby short bald guy Balding guy Do you know what I mean A Tiny dick Tiny dick yeah Big balls but <laughs> No not even That's how I get all them high notes <laughs> <laughs> have, you yeah. any, uh, have you any gigs planned or anything planned or? My wedding's coming up um, All being well they go through uh, We're excited They're all friends They're all local weddings They're Excellent. all what we want uh, Because once you do a wedding You usually get one or two off the back of that When you're doing them locally We don't want to be That's not that we, we don't want to turn down work We can mm. fucking go away somewhere And do it if it's for random people as well But we're kind of set on Breaking into the Because we we didn't get the chance when we were doing well. We were doing it for a management agency who were booking right. us through Belfast yeah. people, really. So it would be nice to now sort of make a name within the wedding, the local wedding scene, when you've got your hype, your infinity, yeah, um, you know, all of those guys. Um, you done over lockdown. You done cover or like I know what you call it. Well, we done a couple of cover couple tracks. Covers, so we couple tracks. Done, ho- hoping to get a couple of them done again because. Oh yeah yeah. I, yeah. They were class. I don't know why you didn't do more of them or just, just, just it just takes that much time. It takes that much time. It's getting everybody together as well. Did you all have to record your bit separately? Yeah. Heaven's done separately. Who puts it all together? So you had uh, Frankie does quite a lot of the work for that. Yeah. Frankie Magravana. Um, Very Man's a musical genius. Mm. Whole family is unbelievable. Even even Connor. Oh, I know. I know that Connor can play the piano. Fat head tinkling on the irons. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's, he, he's a real money man now. Like he's just fuck up, Frankie Wanker. Fucking grunger. Fucking grunger. And Michael Bonner, the biggest. He, he's a sacred grunger. Like uh, see, I when, um, see when he's blocked, he gets out Oxley. Like Lexus to go on a few. Um, old, I love grunge. I love emo and all. By I love I love everything bar country. Like I hate country music. I absolutely despise country music. Love dance. Yeah. Love there's a couple of like country songs that are a bit of like a, like a guilty pleasure. Like there's a, a Applejack. There's a complete shit. Fuck up, Shaggy. Did <laughs> you ever bad. hear that song by, what do you call it? Uh, Omar. Did you ever hear that song? What a tune. <laughs> <laughs> Take me who. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a uh, big no, song. I done that. I look, 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 look. I'm not a singer. I don't claim to be a singer. I don't ever want to be a singer. But I don't know because somebody said to me that I wouldn't do it. And I went full out. You wouldn't do it again? 
Oh, no. <laughs> do it again. If Throne make it to the final, I will. No, I don't know what I mean by Throne. You wouldn't do a song about Conor Begley? No, I wouldn't do a song about Conor Begley. <laughs> He's sitting there going, he, please do one about no, me. No, because Conor would do one about me and completely destroy me. <laughs> 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 I don't need that. My self-esteem is low enough already. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what happened to you the other day, by the way? Remember you went a bit beetroot? Not the other day, a few weeks ago. Oh, my, around my birthday? <laughs> my allergic reaction to whatever the fuck it was. Gosh, right, huh? My little lovely trip to A&E. No idea. No idea. Um, there was 100% of corpse lying in front of me as well. Definitely mom was dead. Oh, I was in the fucking recess area, so it was... Oh, which I was laughing going, recess, Christ, this is fucking gold. <laughs> and then someone else sent me a message, because... Sarah was out sleeping in the waiting room and someone sent me a message going, oh my God, why are you in the recess area? That's what resus- resuscitate, that's oh, what that was means. Amazing. And I was like, oh my God, that man is definitely dead then. There's no movement here at all. And they fucking kept me in overnight. And by, you know, by that stage, the fucking rash had went down. They'd taken bloods constantly. Um, and I was going in and it was like 10 in the morning and I was thinking to myself... Surely I can just get up here and go. I'm saying myself, I don't give two fucks, whatever's wrong. Uh-huh. Then, thankfully, the consultant came over and goes, Look, you've had an allergic reaction, no idea what it was. You don't seem to have eaten anything. Uh-huh. Um, you could have brushed against something. <clears throat> you know, we were over at my ma's house just having a, a wee dinner for my birthday. We're making margaritas. We think it might have been that we were being cheap bastards and bought like this, like seven pound bottle of triple sec mm. to put in the margaritas instead of Quantro. Ah. Um, so it could have been that But they kept calling me Margarita boy in the hospital You should try it again just, just oh, God, No I don't <laughs> want to do it but it was, was it sore and was it, it's here nah, and it wasn't It was just fucking roasting A roasting mm. But then my breathing Started to get a wee bit shallow But I think that That was probably down to Panic mm. So because my ma was panicking And then Sister Knock off It was a knock off effect Thank fuck Sarah's works in the medical field Like because when the Paramedics came out She was fit to go I've given him this this is what's happening, here's the times, here's all of this. Uh, and anything they said, she was challenging them, being like, that's wrong. And I know that because I'm a pharmacist. You can't give them this, you can't give them that. They were like, mm, his, his oxygen's quite low. And she goes, 93's not low. I, you need to panic when it's in the 80s or whatever. <laughs> so it was just good to have something like that. But yeah, it was, it was, it was fucking scary. And then when I was standing waiting in the, for my dad to come and lift me then, the next morning, Hey, it was a fucking man standing there with his whole entire face just smashed in, and I was like, "He's been on the fucking drink." <laughs> Here we go, because the cops were with him. So, Annie's, <laughs> mm. uh, it's a fucking nice and Annie couple weeks ago there, and uh, it's a fucking nightmare you're waiting about. But like you see, some time wasters in it, like on oh, it's unbelievable. There's a wee lot of, one of, <laughs> one of the, the time I had COVID. Remember the time I, had, I started the whole COVID thing? You down. fucking did. For anybody that's, I don't know if you've spoken about this in the podcast before, but we done a fucking she play. Did, you know. Well, I might go back and listen to it again. No, I don't. <laughs> he done, we done a fucking play in January of the year of fucking COVID. And Shaggy was on the fucking sofa the opening night, man, sweating. I'm like, I'm fuck, I have some sort of a flu. I am fucked. <laughs> we were all laughing our heads up and like, you're bored, don't worry about it. And then fucking two months later, the world shut down. World shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but as Nanny, and this as this wee ginger lad came, I don't know why I said, uh, anyway, he's a wee like small ginger, ginger lad. Her. And uh, his ma was pushing, so he, he, he came walking in, sorry, she came pushing him in in like a wheelchair. Fuck all wrong him. And he's like, oh, I'm roasting, I'm roasting, I'm roasting. And he just took his top off, took his trousers off, and lay on the actual floor. Class. And then his ma was like, eh. Uh, 
you need to get a bottle of flour. And he's, he was like, he was like, can you go grab my phone? She's like, no, I'm not. You'll be all right with your phone. He got up, right, and walked. And I got his phone and came back and lay back down again. And then mm. uh, I was called and I said, fuck this wee prick. I don't think that sort of shit. And I stood in his hand. <laughs> on purpose, like. <laughs> Squeals him like, oh yeah, fat cunt. And I'm like, fuck you, bastard. I heard he died by your bad bastard. Hopefully. From Broken hand, it's just gotten fat. Fuck him. I have a friend that done that one, like when he was black, he was fuck. so warm that he, <laughs> he took all his clothes off, started throwing pints of water in the air. <laughs> <laughs> so he did. Class. He also <laughs> was hungover. So then one time that he went and done that in like in China, remember China, China in Belfast? Uh, yeah. He went, there was only one toilet, disabled toilet, he went in and locked it, and took his clothes off and lay on the tiles, <laughs> drank to try and cool down because he was so dying. <laughs> James Teague, if you're listening. <laughs> Didn't want to name drop, but all the, way, all the way in Vietnam, he's not listening. Um, you were in Vietnam, weren't you? I was in Vietnam. Any good stories from uh, there? Uh, no, I, well, yes, actually, almost Didn't died. Did you say a few things? Almost died. We almost died, so I, Sean, our man in Vietnam, Sean was, he was like, right, well, I, we're buying a scooter for you and we're driving from um, Ho Chi Minh right up to Hanoi. So we got to like the midway point and he goes, right, we're going to take outside here, I can't even remember, was it outside fucking Dalat and on the, the Trang and we went up, we're going up the top of a mountain, he goes, you can see the whole of Vietnam from here. It's brilliant. Mm. As we were going up, a fucking monsoon started. Oh boy! We could I couldn't see from me to Shane in front of me. Fuck. Sean was there, and we had to make our way down. Like at any point, we could have just driven off the side of the cliff. Fuck. And um, I didn't realize until we got to the bottom, and Sean got off, and he just like as soon as we could see any semblance of sort of normality and 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 the road again, he just got off his bike and he was like fucking hyperventilating and all. And he goes, what's wrong? He goes, you do know that we probably could have died there? <laughs> and I was like, what? And he goes, the odds of us surviving that were very slim. Fuck he was yeah. all like, we either would have had to stay there until that stopped and that could have been for days Fuck. up at the top there and he, we would probably have frozen to death because it was fucking mm. freezing because it was uh. pissing rain. And he was like, or else we could have driven out of a mountain or else another vehicle like a bus or a Smash. lorry could have just come in and fucking on the way mad. up and because they would drive through it anyway yeah. uh, and he was like that, it was, that was terrifying and he was all like at one point he was we, we pulled over and he goes I'm gonna have to ask you to piss yourself he was screaming this at me and I was what <laughs> and he goes you're just gonna have to piss yourself to keep warm here <laughs> <laughs> So that's, that's the story of one time I forcefully pissed myself and not out of fear at all, but I was enjoying myself. I was like, this is a great experience. I'm going to go home and tell everyone about this. I peed my pants. And did you just do Vietnam or did you go to Thailand? Or just Vietnam. Three and a half for four weeks in Vietnam, just traveling from the top to the bottom and then back, we get a plane back down again. Class. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The food was great. Um, <laughs> I, went to, I went to the massage parlor at one point after that, <laughs> after that bike ride we, we got in the trying and I was like because it was so tense and sore uh, and I oh, fuck I swear to god boy. we went in and she took us Sean and I upstairs and, I, and it was like this isn't like any of the other ones that I've been to you know the, the legit ones and I, uh, Sean had a bit of Vietnamese that he could speak mm-hmm and one point he shouted over to me, he goes, Regla! in this like, full Brock accent, did he rip your dogs off? And I went, yep. 
And he started laughing so he did But usually they don't You keep your boxers on or whatever And I turned over And she went into me like a day's work <laughs> And I was slapping her hand away Because she had to fucking I was like I'm going to talk for a clean fortune here uh, And I was like no 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 Stop 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 And Sean he fucking tethering and laughing From the other <laughs> end Because so he, he had said something in Vietnamese uh, that obviously no I no no funny business or whatever uh, at the start. Uh, but I didn't fucking and she was fat it was boring she was already looking like but uh, she was not. Mm. <laughs> I'm Sorry, there. Sarah. <laughs> so it was her. And that's, that's where we met each other. That's where we met, yeah. Your mate's still over there, isn't he? No Sean's in South Africa now. James the guy that <laughs> I fell asleep in China China toilet, he's still in Vietnam. How does he he must because surely Vietnam's a warm country? Surely he has to lay around. His a, <laughs> when he was getting ready to go, he was doing his Tefl course or his Celtic course down in Queens. He wore six jumpers every day to try to acclimatise himself for the heat. Like, this is where this man's brain's at. That is unbelievable. Like, the man's an absolute legend. He owns a bar out there now. Oh, class. He's a, he's a teacher too. Um, he teaches English over there in a fairly good school. Different way, different way of life. Mm-hmm. Out of everyone that we were like, who who's made the most money out of all of us? We can't believe it's been him, because he was fucking wildly growing up. And you're missing South Africa. Any plans going over to see him? Man? Obviously, if well, COVID we would love to go. We we're sort of in talks. Me, Colin McCann, and maybe Mickey to go to Vietnam. That's such my dream. We've been talking about it for fucking uh, years now, uh, and to take Sean with us for just a two weeks to go and do some sort of travelling. Or even maybe just stay in Ho Chi Minh or go to Hanoi or somewhere uh-huh. that he knew you anyway mm. and just have a bit of crack. Um, you know what I mean? When are we going to get can't even just uh, now? You can't even think about that now. You can't, nope. you can't predict what's going to happen at the minute. Fuck, I don't want to name that, but I've always wondered what's the crack like backstage with like, all them comedians? It must be dead. Like. Cracks are always good, uh-huh. but people always assume that those boys are just on all the time. It's just being like friendly. But you're just, being, you're just pals and it's always great. It gives you a bit of an ego boost when you're stand, standing uh-huh. around in a group and you say something and everybody starts laughing. Uh-huh. But they're just they're just normal guys. Like it's an act. Uh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Remember that they the the that's a performance. Yeah. And they come out on stage. They have their their lines that those boys have memorized. Their bits that those yeah. boys have memorized. The uh-huh. way they get on. It's not how they are. Not that they're sour bastards or anything. They're all, they're all <laughs> great crack. Uh-huh. And it uh-huh. is sometimes to the point where you're side splitting and uh-huh. laughing. But. You know, and I know it's not compared to anyone in this here, but like when people go up to Colin and be like, "Well, Barry, I was a crack. He, you're a fucking mad bastard, boy," and mm. people say that to me, "Fuck, he must be a mad cunt," <laughs> and you're like, "It's just a fucking normal dude. Yeah, like, he's like somebody's guy. guy. He's just you know like getting guy. through his day to day stuff, Aye. making money, making money. Mickey's mad bastard. So I'll say that Aye. pretty much all of everything Mickey's doing on Instagram live is and all of that <laughs> he's stuff. A that's mental cunt on Instagram. Like, it's like, like a uh, funny, funny man. Like you know, Keith Lemon. That's character. Yeah, he's supposed to be real. If he's when he's not in character, he's meant to be like real quiet and shy. Yeah, he's and gonna get cancelled. Seen that there? Is it? Aye, ah, for being an old dirty bastard. I hope he, he doesn't, because I fucking look a bit like him. So I'm gonna get. Why? What did he do? Uh, I'll be cancelled as well. Manly sex. What did he do? He made her cry or something. Ah, he was, he was making sexual jokes about <laughs> her and her asshole and stuff like that. There. That's what he does. That's his act. I, Anyway, so Celebrity is fucking deadly. I actually never, I never liked him. I can't warm him at all. I enjoyed Celebrity Juice for a long time, and then it just sort of played out, fizzled out. I. Mm. Are you excited for next Monday? Love Island. Fucking. Oh yes. Message. Is it? <laughs> is it? Like, oh, will it? Will it be Monday? I don't Did know. Did you see? Have you seen the lineup? 
no. I seen and uh, just a wee bit. It was the talk of the staff room the day. So it was, but uh, but it will not be the same with the old flak. Uh, yeah. But the, that said, it was like they're going to get all ships and sizes in, and they're all in unbelievable. Like. Oh, unbelievable. So they have one person in who's uh, who they said it was like they're going to get somebody in with like a disability. <laughs> Imagine three of us running. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> be the worst. I couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. I would. I'd love to go on to like a reality TV show just to see what it's see how scripted it is because it has bro, to be, would be the one. Deadly. I would have to be deadly scripted. No, I, I think Big Brother's the one that the, that's the least scripted yeah. movie out of uh, the whole thing. I think Love like Love Island. Not like me, me and my own for some reason have started watching Jory Shore. Well, that's T-shirt time, but no, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's oh, that's Jersey Shore. Jersey Shore. It's mad. Probably. Towards now, but at the start, I don't think it would have been scripted. They'll then hey, they are dirty hallions, like see mm. at them, like at Charlotte Crosby or whatever you call her, uh, pissing in the sink and all. Like she is scripted and all now, but I think as you say, they're the way start. back season one. Maybe they were yeah. like we, two miles above fast. Go, we were in <coughs> we were in Prague the time they were in Prague filming in Prague. We were in Prague, me and Macalvana and Kablabis. And uh, there's a producer going around just asking for people to like fill up the bar. So we were like, I know why we'd gone thinking we're going to be in <laughs> TV and all. But last about a half an hour in the bar, whole lot kicked out. <laughs> you know, bad manners. No, I. But you had to sort of sit and pretend that you you weren't there to talk. So you had to like you know like you have to pretend you're like talking. And we were uh-huh. fucking, oh, fucking fucking lads from the fucking country. Like what do you expect? Like I mean, Prague, some spot. Prague's a great city. Like never been. Great, great city. Never been. Uh, Amsterdam spot. is the one for me. Never been. I uh, enjoy Amsterdam too. Mm. I went over to visit Dutch Frank and his um, his wee village that he lives in, Gramsberg and oh, Gramsberg and whatever. I choke myself here. Yeah. <laughs> he and they, it's just class. Yeah. It's just like what is? The, it just looks like um, like a movie set, mm. like from like a village yeah. in a movie set, uh, and it's just is brilliant. So, and they are the people are lovely. Frank's good guy. Like. Frank uh, is the, is the best. Like uh, yeah. I've never seen a man. That has been so accepted into he's local always culture. Like he's, he's Frank's Irish, like <coughs> as far as everyone else is concerned. <coughs> I was accepted in Irish culture. He told you that. <laughs> that was that Frank. I was like, <laughs> why do you think I said Frank? I've never seen him. That'll do tonight. I was talking about Frank. Uh, yeah. He is. He's the best. So he is. His uh, family are brilliant. Brilliant people. He, one of his funniest stories he's told me was him and his friends doing a tour like Belfast. And they're in like an open top bus, and they're driving off doing like the mural tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the boy was like, um, "Yeah, William of Orange, he was a Dutch guy." And they all went, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah I fucking love it. Fucking class. Yeah, he, I just love the fact that he's been working in the site for so long now that he's picked up sort of colloquialism. <laughs> and, and to hear Frank the first time he said something, we were talking about something, and he went, "Oh my God, Jesus, that's Tara," <laughs> in, a, in a Dutch accent. And I thought I was going to fucking say. But uh, fair pen him for doing the play and all, like, because he, like, you know what I mean? Mainly on the play, he was, he was very good in it too, like, Frank, good lad. Yeah, he's surprised he hasn't got him on here yet, like. I know he couldn't at some, what, what, little, a really? long time. <laughs> I actually, 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 I was talking to him a couple weeks ago and I said to him, I'd get him on, obviously, whenever he's comfortable enough to do it, like, whatever, but. Aye. I think now everybody's getting their vaccines and stuff like that. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, and you've got your, you've got your both. Bo- no, first one, just the first one. Um, You're an anti-vaxxer? No, 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 no. I just played the role of the anti vaxxer oh, right, right, right. and then was caught by Fenton Daly and getting my vaccine. No, he oh, wasn't caught. You? It was all fucking set so up. It was all set up. Oh, right, I, I was telling everybody, no, I'm not getting the vaccine, I'm getting that. And then I told Fenty he was getting his like a half an hour before me, and I was like, Fenty, getting out photograph me in the vaccine center, get the old crack going. That was it. Mm. No, I'm not an anti vaxxer. I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not an anti 
anti-vaxxer and Jay is a conspiracy as good as the next man so do I don't have mine yet and I, was, I was just off topic here I was right about the aliens Remember, a US government have announced that the, uh, an unidentified flying object is a threat to national security so Project Blue Bean Project Blue Bean that's what you gotta be it's all the Project Flick the Bean DOD what better way to end the, end the podcast than Daniel O'Donnell <laughs> Connor <laughs> thank you very much for coming no on bother, I've pleasure. probably talked on a load of shit there for that's too long that's, 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 that's what we want um, definitely get you on again I'll have you on no, no worries you and Frank on slagging each other good, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely pleasure having you on, and gentlemen. And uh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm gonna plug a deja vu wedding band DNA on Facebook. If you want to give us a wee like there, start sharing our videos because the algorithm's an absolute disaster. So the more you share, the more you see, the more pe- other people will start to see us. Uh, and if you need your wedding cards clean, hit up SM or clean. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing to plug. Um, Just plug your woman. <laughs> I, did. I did once. It was enough. Um, <laughs> Nothing, I have nothing to plug here. So, yeah, SM Auto Clean, front your car clean for, for your wedding, and Connor Begley's Bomb will sing at your wedding. Absolutely. And uh, you also done, um, actually, work right here, you done, what did you do? You Begley and McGrath on a thing? I am Begley. So, <laughs> you Begley, you Melzy and McGrath done a thing. The three years, wasn't it? The three years? <laughs> done a thing for the Ron Furley House. Oh, we done a thing for the Ron Furley House. Aye. And uh, you covered that um, song from Dear uh, Evan Hansen. Yes. Did you enjoy that? Loved it. My woman loved it too. Who's your favourite, like, raw singer? Like, you know, like a real deadly voice, just... Chris um, Cornell, hands down. Gun N' Roses are my favourite band of all time. Chris Cornell is the best singer that ever has walked the face of this earth. There's this boy I found on TikTok, Casey something. Uh, Is that the ginger guy with the... No, long blonde hair. Oh my God. Ah, the big beard? No, 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 no. I'm going to go on TikTok here just one second. Okay. But... He like gets people's videos and then he likes makes wee songs. You see, you should clip that. But he's fine. You should clip that wee dear Evan Hansen bit out. Begley. What was this one? This I thought it was the worst of the three. Oh, that, that was class. I, I I love that song though. Did you even have fun in college if you didn't get chlamydia once? She's right. He makes up wee songs. He goes. He does all like we clips like out there. Like his voice is deadly. It's like like a James Arthur sort of voice. I love them. Go and listen to Temple of the Dog. Say hello to heaven. It's Chris Cornell's first band. It'll change your life. What's it called again, sir? Say hello to heaven. Say hello to heaven. That man's vocals are. It's a, and it is a fucking grunger <laughs> song. Like <laughs> tell you what, local singer. I really like. You ever hear tell like you're after love? No, he's very good. Very good, sir. Say ever. hello to heaven, did you say? Say hello to heaven by Temple no of the No fucking grunge music here. No, I'm just going to put it on my thing. Like, like, right. just to hit, listen to it later. We'll take it away one more time. Connor. Sorry All the that. best. Thanks All for having best. me, boys. Thanks for listening, folks. Um, Deja vu. See you later. Deja vu on SM Auto Clean and the <laughs> podcast. Bye bye. Good night. Toodaloo.